Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. 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 A fun and conversational show where two coaches teach you about anxiety, panic, and PTSD. And how you can overcome them for life. Aloha. Welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Ryan, and I want to welcome you today to Six Ways to Distract from Anxiety. We're going to get into why you, when you can distract and when you might not want to distract. But before uh, we get into the six ways, but before we even do that, I want to thank everyone again for being here and for supporting us on iTunes with all those beautiful five-star reviews and for Uh, taking the time to come back week after week. It's very special to have such a nice, large, dedicated listenership. So um, if you haven't joined us on Facebook already, please jump over there and join our Facebook group. And if you need more help uh, beyond the Facebook group and the free podcast, please join us in either our one-on-one coaching or our group coaching. And you can get more information on that by sending us an email and asking about it. Send it to anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com or visit us over on our website, anxietycoachespodcast.com and fill out the form on the one-on-one coaching page. I hope to see you uh, send us email also If you have questions that you would like to have read on the air, and if you're bold and you really want to jump in and play with us here, you can put your question in an audio, just record it, send it to us uh, in the email, the mp3, and we'll play it on the air. It's really fun to do it that way, and we haven't uh, played one on the air in a little while, so I'd love if somebody could send an audio recording of their question. Okay, so that's about it for the housekeeping and details. Let's get into our podcast, Six Ways to Distract from Anxiety. Like I said, I wanted to talk first about when distraction is a positive thing to do and when distraction may be more of a distraction. So, um, you know, often... We need to distract ourselves. We're in an anxiety-provoking situation, and we can actually bring our stress level down by putting our attention somewhere else. Another time that, uh, ang- uh, that distraction is not a good idea is when you are running from something. If you're having difficulty, let's say you're having difficulty at work, and there's a particular person that brings up your anxiety and you need to discuss a particular problem or project with this person. So you distract, or at this point it could be called procrastination, you distract from your anxious feelings that come up. You have to go talk to this person, the anxious feelings come up, and you go and do something else. You go and do one of these pieces that I'm going to talk about, one of these, one on this list of of six ways. You go and do this, one of these, and you don't go talk to the person. Um, 
this is not a good time to use distraction. There are things that we do have to go and push through, um, and that is usually in things like work or family or taking care of kids. And also, we don't want to continually shy away from what needs to be done. The kind of distraction I'm talking about today is going to be when you can, it's about learning to sort of soothe yourself and about being able to handle a little bit more distress that's going on because you're distracting yourself a little bit. It's kind of letting things be what they are, but with you having a little edge of soothing around it, of of letting yourself know it's okay, let's just go over here and do this for a second or a few minutes, and we can deal with it, right? That's a good thing to use distraction for. Or if your anxiety level is getting so high, that you're going to have a meltdown or move into panic, then you want to distract. But if it's to ignore things that you know need to be done or to just always be feeling um, comfortable, that's not a good plan. Life is not always comfortable. And so this takes, and this is very individual. It's going to be individual for you different from someone else, and it's also going to be individual for you moment to moment, situation by situation. So you, the way we do this is by having awareness. We don't do it perfectly. That's another piece we have to let go of is being perfect or doing these practices perfectly or working through our anxiety panic perfectly. It's not going to happen. Like they say, one step forward, two steps back is not bad. It's cha-cha. So just dance. We can do this. And we do it each at our own pace. It's okay. So enough of that. Now we kind of know, well, we don't really know because it's not black or white, is it? We don't know. I didn't give you a clear-cut way to know when it's good to distract or not. But you will know. You will know with each situation, and if you're working with a coach or a therapist, that's great stuff to bring up when you distracted, and then afterwards you thought, hmm, I'm not quite sure. Maybe I could have gotten through that. It's all food for thought. That's all we're doing. We're just practicing. So let's get on with these six ways. The first one is to distract ourselves with pleasurable activities. You know, something that um, makes us feel good is definitely distracting from painful emotions or thoughts or um, difficult feelings and physical sensations that are coming up. But remember, you don't have to wait until you feel overwhelmed by, you know, anxious feelings or painful emotions in order to do pleasurable activities, just like meditation, doing pleasurable things actually it builds, it lays the road that you can find that peaceful place inside you easier. We don't have to um, reinvent the wheel. We just know how to get there. It's like immediately um, we've gone there so many times to peace and pleasure that we that we know the way by heart. So it's important because it Also, pleasurable activities have really good um, effects on the brain, right? Endorphins and 
you know, dopamine is released. It's, you know, our own little chemical plant is working for us in there. And that is the best way um, to get those things. We, If we can just do pleasurable activities and do them often enough that our body responds by soothing and calming, that's our own little medicine chest and we should use it as often as we can. So obviously, we all have our own idea of what pleasurable activities are, but it can be, I'm going to only name some off so that you don't get stuck just in your own, um, you, you know, like your own column. You can get one from column A and one from column B. It can be things like talking to a friend. Um, you can invite people into your home exercise, lifting weights, right? Doing some yoga. I like Tai Chi. There's Pilates, all of those wonderful stretching exercises. You can go for a walk or just getting outside feels good. Again, anything physical, riding a bike or taking a swim, hiking, um, going to the playground and just watching children play. Physical touch is so important and it really soothes our emotions and it works on our psyche. So I'm hoping that if you can get as many hugs a day as you can, that you know that that's important. Getting some hugs, getting a massage. If you live alone or don't have family that is hugging you or caressing you, then go for a massage. It's an amazing It is really not fluff at all. This is really for your health and your well-being. Often just going out of the house and going for a drive can be helpful. We can take take a trip, a small trip in our own little town to a little part of the town that we've not been to. Rest is important and is a great way uh, to get a little bit of pleasure in your life. You can go to bed early or you can take a nap. Obviously chocolate, um, and the darker the chocolate, the better. And the list goes on. I could go on forever. You can do your artwork. You can make lists. You can go watch a movie. You can listen to your favorite music. You can dance. Um, the idea is to find what works for you. If getting your hair cut and colored is pleasurable, go and do it. Don't keep putting it off. Often we don't do what we know makes us feel good. We almost suffer purposefully. So it's important to look at that, okay? Pleasure. The second way we can distract is by paying attention to someone else, like someone who, um, you know, is either in our family or you can call friends um, the reason the reason this is good is because we get to put our focus outside of ourselves, and that is a great distraction from only paying attention to our anxious feelings and our anxious physical sensations. You can do something for someone else. You can have a little bit of extra time to maybe help someone in your neighborhood, an elderly person or a, a mom with that has small kids, um, don't do giving donations, helping the needy, soup kitchens, vol, any volunteer organization. 
And now, if this is up to your energy level and your time, that's great. If not, you can do some of these other ones. Just taking your attention off yourself and seeing other people can be very helpful. Observing them, listening to conversations, paying attention to their body language. You don't have to be involved in their conversation. You can go to a coffee shop, a busy coffee shop, and we used to call it back in the day, people watch. You can observe. You learn so much about human nature and about how different we all are. You can pay attention to what they're wearing, their body language, and focus on the details when you're watching Another thing you can do, uh, paying attention to someone else, is to think about people that you care about, right? Um, Maybe you don't live near them and you can write them a letter or give them a quick call. And this is really good, again, because we want to take the attention off of our own selves. The next one that I have, the third one, is to distract our thoughts, Um, Like I've said over and over that our brain is a thought-producing machine. And um, all the thoughts are not um, what we want them to be. Some thoughts are not even true. And so we have millions of thoughts actually every day. And most of these thoughts help. A lot of them make our lives easier. But we can't always control what our brain thinks. So in using distraction for, to, uh, so that we can distract our thoughts, distract our thinking, we can do things like remember I- events from our past. So looking back in our lives p- for pleasant things, fun things, things that were exciting. And think of the details, like really get immersed in these happy memories, who you were with, what happened, What were you wearing? What was delightful about it? We can look outside ourselves and change our, distract our thoughts by looking at the natural world. Looking at a flower deeply, looking at the trees, the sky, the landscape, and really observe it. Another thing we can do is we can, we can speak highly of, um, ourselves. We can remember a time when we got praise or we did well and somebody complimented us. Think of those things. So again, we're we're distracting our thoughts by bringing our thoughts to where we want them to go. Another way that I really like is keeping a copy of, um, you know, some of, I collect quotes and keeping a copy of favorite sayings or quotes or even prayers with you and um and saying them and when you feel distressed pulling those out and reading them again actually you do this enough you begin to um memorize these beautiful either poems prayers or quotes and they come to serve you over and over again and in that way you have distracted your thoughts into a beautiful space The next one that I have is distract yourself by leaving. If you're in a painful situation or you are with people that are pushing your buttons, making situations um, very difficult from you, and you are overwhelmed, 
Sometimes it's important to put space between you and the person or the situation. And so sometimes we need to leave. That can be our way of distracting in a safe manner. When we leave a stressful situation and we have some space and time, we can um, put our emotions into a calmer state and think about what needs to be done next. We can see more clearly and in that way we can act in a more mindful manner. The next one that I have is to distract yourself with tasks and chores. Well, I know, like, if you if you are stressing out, go wash those dishes. Like, it feels good. Get your hands in that hot, bubbly water. Um, make the phone calls that have been on your list of things to do. You know, getting, crossing things off the list, the to-do list, feels good, and it distracts you from that maybe anxious, creeping up, general anxiety kind of feeling. Clean out a closet. Wash the floors, dust, put some music on and take care of it, right? Tasks and chores, get them done, pay the bills, mow the lawn. Kind of cool what you can get done when you're trying to finish up this to-do list because you were starting to feel antsy or anxious. And the final one that I have for you is one you can use in any situation, obviously, if you're in traffic, you can't go get anything done off your to-do list. But distract yourself by counting. Counting has been um, used in many, many different ways in our mindfulness practices, and it can also be used in distraction. You can count your breaths by just counting each inhalation along with an exhalation as one. And that can be... S- you know, just like a little mini meditation, just sit down and count your breaths. And if that's too much, if you're just too amped up, you can count something else, count anything. You can count the sounds that you're hearing. I have a lot of roosters here outside our property. And in the morning, <laughs> you could I could count the roosters calling. And you can count... Birds chirping, right? Anything that we can hear. You can, if you're in traffic, you can count the number of cars that are going by you in the, if you're in the slow lane. How many cars are in the lane that is actually moving? And it's just a very neutral thing. It's like counting one, two, three. And you can count branches on a tree, right? Anything. We can just count the coins in our pocket. It gives us somewhere to go with the mind. It doesn't accomplish anything. It's just a distraction. Another way that some people like to engage their mind even a little bit more, you can count by adding or subtracting. By, and I guess a good way to do it is by increments of seven, right? Start with 100 and work backwards, subtracting sevens. It really gets your mind. You cannot think two things at once. And so when you're going, when you're working on the math problems, you really are not focusing on that anxious thought that was nagging at you. Often it was, it's such a relief to get that nagging, anxious thought out. It wasn't a helpful thought at all. So you might as well go and count backwards from 100. Count backwards by sevens.
And what you can do, and I highly suggest this, if you haven't started a journal already, I know I talk about journals in different uh, podcasts, but having a journal, if you have one, and if you don't, you can start one, and listing, have a page where you list out your distractions. What works for you? What have you tried? What did you like? What did you not like, right? And keep track of it. So you have a place to go. When, sometimes when we're so anxious, we can't even think, what's, what is it I'm supposed to do? I can't even think, right? So you go to your list, your list of distractions, and something on there will make you smile, and you can try that. I hope this has been helpful for you today, and I hope that you'll grab a journal. And the other thing I'd like you to do is jump on the Facebook group and tell us what your distractions are. What works for you? How do you get your mind disengaged in a proper manner so that you aren't pushing things away, but you're just shifting the gear so that you're not thinking the anxious thought over and over again, shifting the gear and having another thing to think about. So many different ways. So I hope that you will um, list them over there in the Facebook group. I'll list, I'll tell you mine one more time if I can flip my page here. We can distract yourself with pleasurable activities. Distract yourself by paying attention to someone else. Distract your thoughts. Remember, that's when we went into, like, memories. We can distract ourselves by leaving the situation to diffuse it. And we can distract yourself with tasks and chores, actually getting something done. And finally, we can distract ourselves by counting. All right, I'm going to look for you over there in the Facebook group. And I'm so glad you were with me today. Until we meet again, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more at anxietycoachespodcast.com. We'll see you next time.